0: And when you see companies fail, many times it's because of a failure of leadership that's tied to lack of limits. Someone who became power-hungry, mm-hmm. right, someone, a CEO who sort of got outside the the um, scope of their responsibilities, right, oh, sort of got a little bit too far in front, go down those list of bad traits, you could review those again. I mean, it's, it's someone who got far field from what they were yeah. supposed to do or an internal leader who the ceo had to fire right who who just sort of lost the limits of where they should be operating
1: hey good day and welcome to the consultant and the coach podcast i'm here with my good friend josh how are you my friend <laughs> great how are you i'm doing well hey um you know what this is the third part in a three-part ser- series of, we started with hey what five bad traits if we continually exhibit as leaders yep is a recipe for disaster. Last week was the five traits. It's kind of a, hey, this is where we need to go yep. to be an effective leader. Well, today is the solution. We're gonna jump right to the solution of what two things we need to have as leaders to really help our team.
0: And moving from, I think, the bad traits to the good traits, right? Even Absolutely. recognizing mm-hmm. the bad traits sometimes are stuff from people's past they're bringing in, and that that aside, we're helping them move past that. Yeah, yeah.
1: and it's one of those things. And I'll, I'll start we all, no one has, no one has perfection. Nope. But at least it's great to know what the end goal is and that's where we're going. So, uh, devotion for this morning, I wanted to read uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. And this is the end of the book. And uh, the two verses are, the end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. Now, the reason why I brought that up is I wanted to focus on, it says, every deed into judgment. So everything that we do as leaders, Mm -hmm. every single thing, God already knows. And sometimes as leaders, it's like, well, I'm not going to talk about that. Well, God already knows. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason why I'm bringing this up is as we look at our leadership, We need to understand, one, God knows where we're at. But two, we need to work on where we're not running at 100%. And we -hmm. need to be honest about it. And that's where we're going today. So we've talked about the five things that can derail our leadership. We've talked about the solution. But the reason why I bring every deed into judgment, God already knows. And we need to own, hey, one, he knows it. But hey, let's, let's lay it out and say, hey. I'm really great here I can improve here and that's where we're going um, with you know kind of like today's podcast what are the ingredients to the secret sauce excellent so let's just kind of let's do a quick for someone that just jumped onto this episode the five bad things that will derail a leadership is if we think we're better than others mm-hmm. if we're invulnerable, for example, we believe nothing can derail us or right. you know, or saying we're not going to allow anything to penetrate our force field. Mm-hmm. If we believe we're, we're too good and perfect, so this would be perfectionism, mm-hmm. we'll derail our leadership. If we're either needless or anti-dependent. Mm-hmm. And last, if we always have to be in control of everything. This is the micromanager. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hire people but I won't actually give them authority over Their work. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, what do you think about that? The five, you know.
0: Well, it's funny you you say those because every now and then it makes me think of random connections, and um, I won't get into promoting a show or a different show, but I find it's interesting. most of the most popular TV shows, most of the personas have at least one, if not many of those problems.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Right, so if you're looking for personas of these types, right, so they're sort of extreme examples. Mm -hmm. Look to your favorite TV characters, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's so many of these, it's so funny how much, I can never tell if Hollywood is telling me how to act or how not to act, Mm -hmm. but anytime I see a show, I go, that's a terrible way to live your life. Mm -hmm. Because usually one of those five things if not most of them, each person has.
1: And they'll take it, and they'll do it to the nth degree. Oh, yeah. And it, it, that's actually what makes it so funny, is if you take this. I, you know, for example, the person who is a perfectionist, everything needs to be perfected to the nth degree. Right. We're like, well, I'm not that that much.
0: Right. It makes everybody feel better about their dysfunction, mm-hmm. I think. but
1: So th- <clears throat> that was the bad. Now, last week, we went over the five traits, and this is what successful leaders do and this is uh, so for example, and we'll get into you know what's the secret sauce. But the five traits from last podcast was equality, we are all equal under God. Now, this is like what you said we don't have not every we're not saying everyone gets the same pay or everyone has the same duty, but we are all equal under God, mm-hmm. we can't think we're better or worse than everyone else. So that's number one. Number two, shielded vulnerability. So it's one of those things, we need to be vulnerable with the people we work, base level of trust, but at the same time, you don't let everyone, you know, you don't want to be too vulnerable. It's shielded vulnerability. Number three is we're all human and humble. You know, you got to be humble to say, hey, what else can I learn? Mm-hmm. Four is interdependent. We work as a team, even with this podcast. I'm Mm -hmm. dependent on you. You're dependent on me. It's an example of interdependency. And then last is bridging the gap of moderation and spontaneity. So, you know, you don't want to be so spontaneous where you're running around with your head cut off. But You also don't want to be... um, so moderated, we're like, what does he believe? does he ever smile does right. he it's, it, it that would be a robot right right yeah. so you have you, we need all five of these,
0: yeah, and likewise, I would say drama and TV and and culture doesn't value any of those five things like no. you, you rarely will see those in like a in a character that stood up as sort of an example in most modern day mm-hmm. media, in my opinion.
1: But here's where T V gets it right. Yeah. Why do you see so much drama on TV? Why do you think? Well I, I believe it's because we like watching we it. We like watching it. Sure. Yeah. When yeah. we Let's like watching and it's it's ingrained in us. We are We are meant to be spontaneous. Look at how God's made us. Look at how, and it's one of those. Oh, sure.
0: There's dimensions.
1: And that's where I'm going with that is sometimes if we are so doggone boring, I might just say, hey, we need to build some drama into our life. Not to the point where things are crazy, but like, how can we have fun? Yeah. How can we have fun at work? Yeah. And it's one of those things, you know, when I I lead a meeting, I, I tell my team members, I'm like, grade my meeting. And if this is the most boring meeting in the world, you need to let me know because I need to make it more engaging for our team. So, this is where we, you know, moderation and spontaneity, you need both. Mm-hmm. So, let's get to the secret sauce. Here's the secret sauce there's two things we need. Just two? It, just two. Great. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Uh, do you, what do you want to do first?
0: Give them, just give them to me. Here, both are, them right here, now. The here,
1: one. here are the two limits and affirmation. That's it. Those two things is all that we need. Why? Am I being too simple? No,
0: I, I think it makes sense. I mean, putting on my dad hat, you know, that's mostly what my kids need. So it mm-hmm. makes sense that that would translate to sort of a human nature, kind of basic need.
1: right? It's a human it, need. It, it is a basic need, but yeah. let's, 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 let's take it. So the answer is very simple. Simple. Limits and affirmation. So, as think of your team member, anyone that you've led in a consulting project of yours, any major project, Mm -hmm. you know, let's just kind of throw this into that. You know, where we want everyone is equality, shielded vulnerability, (coughs) uh, humility, interdependent, and the bridge between moderation and spontaneity. When are limits necessary? Yeah. So, we say limits is the solution. How?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't tell you that recount different projects I've worked on over and over again in my career, I would say that limits in particular is important from a project structural perspective, Mm -hmm. right? So consulting and trying to build out say a future strategy for a company or right now actually I just was on a call with a new client this morning where we were talking about the need for some organizational accountability they don't have, Mm -hmm. right? Limits. Yeah, limits and also policies and procedures, so governance, Mm -hmm. right? So governance is all about limits. Right, And so it's great that that's number one because so many times organizations miss having— they fall on one side or the other, too much affirmation or too, much, too, too many limits. Um, this, this organization has no limits, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and so um, trying to articulate uh, creating groups that help to, to secure alignment, expectations, education, uh, buy-in from all the right parties— Uh, The ability to facilitate and follow up with commitments in meetings. Mm -hmm. So how do we actually create accountability and actually be able to clearly uh, communicate when someone has said something in this meeting next week and the week after and the week after? It's going to keep coming up on the list, whatever the list looks like, Mm -hmm. that they committed to do X by this date. right? So creating structures... That, that concisely uh, structure those limits is really helpful for organizations. I also find in my consulting arrangements when I'm able to be most successful with a client that we have set clear limits, also known as an SOW, mm-hmm. at the beginning. When yeah, we know so you what ha- you the role the, is. You
1: have the SOW, the statement of work. That's right. Which is essentially your limits. Yeah, exactly. I've committed to this. Yes,
0: or when you're a company and you're doing a work on behalf of a client, right? Mm-hmm. SOW, same thing, gives you the boundaries in which you're going to operate. So mm-hmm. I think the same thing applies to our leadership of teams when we know who is in charge of what and we're able to clearly talk about that on a regular basis. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I, I've thought, you know, it's, it's when I listen to people, one of the biggest sources of discontent in the United States today is unmet expectation. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about limits. Yep. And I, the vision that comes into my head, head is a football field. You know, I just watched football this last weekend. You have a huge field; it's a hundred yards long. Mm-hmm. I don't know how wide it is—maybe fifty yards wide or whatever <laughs> it is. But there are limits, <laughs> so you can run anywhere in this football field, but you can't run out of bounds and so that's like our company you don't have to stay within you know two yards here or there we there's a lot of leeway but the limits are the sidelines on each side you go out of bounds plays over right that's what limits are you can't say i don't have any limits i trust everyone hey even the ceo the owner uh the base clerical worker all of us have limits and they've got to be communicated and-, and
0: and when you see companies fail many times it's because of a failure of leadership that's tied to lack of limit someone mm-hmm. who became power hungry mm-hmm. right someone is ceo who sort of got outside the the um, scope of their responsibilities right sort of got a little bit too far in front go down those list of bad traits you could review those again i mean it's it's someone who got far a field from what they were yeah. supposed to do, or an internal leader who the CEO had to fire, right? Who who just sort of lost the limits of where mm-hmm. they should be operating.
1: And so for example, one that is, it's not bad to be good, but one of the bad things is perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And this is, and I, in working with really high-end professionals, what you'll see is like, well, there's nothing wrong. I just expect perfection. Mm-hmm the problem is no one's perfect yep. so what are you gonna do with that and this is the person they they keep firing everyone well no one's been perfect yet mm-hmm. It doesn't exist yeah so what do you do with that now so we start with limits the other half is affirmation yep. so why would one half be limits and the other be affirmation as a solution you know this is the secret sauce to great leadership
0: well I think you have to have you have to have both because obviously if you only have limits, Mm -hmm. And you don't have any sort of, it's it's similar to, in some ways, I think the moderation and spontaneity kind of balancing, right? You have to have discipline. You have to clear expectations of where you go, where you don't go, inbounds, out of bounds. Um, But if you want to have a culture where people actually care about each other, you got to say something positive. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I had a really uh, great leader, CIO, who I was helping work on a merger of three companies and IT groups. And um, I really appreciated how... He had, while a very structured way he did his work and a a method for his agenda, writing for his team meetings, um, that was limits. Here's the things we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Here's how we keep track. At the same time, it was very wide limits in terms of giving lots of space to absorb sort of the organizational pressures that his team was under, Mm -hmm. right? which was great. And so he was able to use that as a way to then affirm them, Saying, "Hey, good job on this. Hey, you keep doing this. Hey, you know, good. Thanks for telling me about that. Like it was a safe place where they could bring up issues and wrestle with them. Um, and so I think you did a really good job of balancing those because it's possible as long as you think about both your limits and how you're going to go um, out of your way to affirm the work that people are doing, even when they bring you a problem. Yeah. Right.
1: Or even if they make a mistake. Yeah. And, so and they go outside the, the things, limits. And one of the things that we can do is. Uh, You know, sometimes I want my team to push so hard, sometimes they'll make mistakes. Mm -hmm. How do we affirm them in their effort? And this is where, you know, so you can't just have straight up limits, but you also can't have straight up affirmation where, Mm -hmm. hey, you're doing great all the time. No, no, you blew that. Here were your KPIs or you missed this. And this could really, really hurt our company. So it's this combination of limits on one side Mm -hmm. and affirmation on the other Mm -hmm. side. Um, and so here's one of the things I wrote down the goal in these five positive traits, and I don't want to hang too much towards perfectionism, but I was thinking if you can hit 65% in these top five traits, Hmm. you're nailing it. And because I was thinking, you know, so if I say, hey, the the top five goals are equality, shield, vulnerability, humility, interdependence, and the combo between moderation and spontaneity. No one's going to hit all of it. But what does a healthy leader look like? Mm -hmm. If if you were to tell me, hey, Eric, I'm in that 65% of the time, I'd say, hey, Josh, you're nailing it, man. Cause no one, I mean, you're always going to end a little bit too more too spontaneous, right. or too <clears throat> probably not me, in but yeah. <laughs> and, well, that's why I will be too spontaneous. <laughs> you're too spontaneous, and, but <laughs> I'll, I'll
0: be too. Uh, what's the other one? I... Uh, spo- uh, too moderate. Too. too me, I'm too yeah. moderate, so we're good. But blended, we, we get sixty-five percent.
1: Blended. If we're hitting at sixty-five percent of the time, that's a sweet spot. Yeah. I mean, goal is a hundred percent. Perfect, but no one is that. So I'm like, if we are hitting these five, 65% of the time, you're you're getting it in a good way.
0: Yeah, well, I want to think that, and I think what the the lesson here for our leaders is keep leaning in. Keep working on these, keep setting for yourself limits, finding people to affirm you, Mm -hmm. provide those limits and affirmation to the people around you and just make progress on these five. It's not a, it's not a perfectionist thing. You're not going to be all 100% on all five.
1: and, And so, but you even just said, Hey Eric, like for example, I lend, I tend to be a little bit too moderated. I tend to be a little bit too spontaneous. I know that. We just hired at our company. We have a brand new team member today. We just hired him. And granted, I happen to know his family. Hmm. And so I went and talked it's to him. the wonderful a. thing about a small town. It's like, a great, it's great. For better and worse. Yes, it is. But what I told... Um, what I went, I went and told my HR company or my HR lead this morning, I'm like, okay, here's a new team member. I know how he leans. So what we're going to actually do with this team member is we're going to actually keep his rope really, really short because if not, he's going to get himself in trouble because he's, he's not highly disciplined. He's really smart. But what we're going to do is we're going to keep a lot of limits on him the first three months. Sure. Whereas I have other people, they're going to be so great at following the rules. I'm going to have to affirm them. I need you guys to put the, put the pedal on the, uh, the accelerator a little bit more. Everyone's a little bit different. So if we happen to know people on our team where they lead, we'll know how to affirm them either by setting more limits or actually, you know, they're never going to break a rule because they're one of those one of those people. We need to affirm them, hey, well, if there were no rules, what would you actually do? How do we pull that out of them? Mm -hmm. Everyone's a little bit different. So, you know, if we can build, you know, these traits 65% of the time, hey, we have a winning organization. That's great. Yeah. So other things I thought, you know, as as we're, you know, working on limits and affirmation, not everyone is in a very open and safe work environment. So what do you do That's with true. someone like that? So you know, we could say, "Hey Josh, these 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 ideas are great. It's not safe in my company. Mm-hmm. If I were to do this, I would either be fired or ridiculed or what do you do with someone like that if they're not the head honcho?"
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, we've talked about different issues like this with sort of unsafe environments in several previous episodes. I think when we've done, you know, in the past on um Support and life teams, right, Mm -hmm. is a big one, um, which I think I've got written down there. Um, So I think, you know, thinking about who your relationships are, what is it you think you need? So I think, you know, tracking back to the five bad traits and good traits, where do you lean based on just your history and your strengths and your weaknesses, and where do you need help and affirmation to move from those? And and then your life team can be a key giver of that, right? Mm -hmm. You're not the only place. Exactly, Yeah,
1: and that's where I was going with that. Sometimes there's not a safe place in your organization. And uh, I I just, before we had this podcast, my my daughter called me on FaceTime. She's like, Dad, can I vent to you real quickly? And I'm like,
0: sure, of course. Just the college-bound one? This is the one in college. She's in college. And
1: she's like, this happened with my roommate. And she just went off. But it was one of those things. I didn't try to solve the problem. I just listened to her. I empathized with her. And that's it. She had something that she had to get off her back and it probably wouldn't have been all that great if she did it to her roommate now it keeps happening she needs to but sometimes at work we need to have a safe place if something's really bad especially if you need if let's say it's your boss who are you going to vent to Mm -hmm. and ask for containment from i mean Mm -hmm. You know we always have our spouse if we're married but at the same time this is the life team this is like who do you have in your back pocket that you can call and just say hey i need to vent this so you don't blow things up at work that's right and very even keeled. I can't tell you how
0: many times I would have had, I wish I would have had that early in my career. Mm-hmm. Especially in early career, right? When you don't know how to handle these issues. Mm-hmm. I think I actually say it's even more important for early careers. Oh,
1: absolutely. Because, you know, we're young and we think everything should be perfect and we right. have the solutions and we're like, oh, crumb, it's not that way. Yeah.
0: It's very frustrating. At least it was for me. And I suspect if you're listening to this and you have young leaders, you know, encourage them to get those folks they can call and vent to outside the organization because mm-hmm. it will help their development too.
1: And so, you know, the solution being, okay, we have limits on this side we have affirmation on this side as we have our team and this is where i would say have a coach or whoever is coaching you up make sure the coach has done their work so i you know what i wrote down first is you know make sure you know everyone should have a coach but also make sure you have a coach that's done their work so they don't just have the answers mm-hmm. they've also walked the process so think of you know 25 year old josh 25 year old eric and you know we had the answers but there's the process of like, oh, I, I see why the leaders at the company struggled so much. It's not as simple as here's the answer. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've got to walk the process.
0: Well, and, 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 and if you're, I would say if, if folks are particularly interested in this sort of construct we're talking about, mm-hmm. one of the things I've seen work really well is when there's a coach who's actually coaching the same coach for several members of the executive team. Mm-hmm. Because they can, while obviously not betraying confidence— they can help to weave together issues they're hearing and seeing across styles and cultural challenges into their coaching. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't
0: know what you think about that. I mean, you're a coach I'm not, but I've seen that work well when you have the same it, person. It,
1: it does. And and how I coach, when I coach uh, teams, uh, our coaching is always confidential. Right. So whoever I talk to, even if they're like a if if i see certain things unless it's actually breaking the law and i have to disclose i never disclose any conversations so even when there's sinks within the organization what i tell uh, the team that i'm coaching tell me your lead what are the broad brush strokes that you want to communicate with them and that's actually the main issue that's where things are it's not about he said this exact same thing and you know, it, it's this game of whack-a-mole. I'm not going to get into the details. It's the big, broad brushstrokes. And that's actually what we're, what we're at. Right. Because yeah. um, when I hear people complain about, oh, I, I, I can't stand about this about my boss, the boss typically knows what he or she is doing. It's typically how they communicate. Yeah. And so it's more of a communication. That's kind of what we're getting into. Hey, Josh brought this to me. And just the way he didn't make eye contact or the way he didn't understand that I had a hard day because my kid is sick at home or you name it. And that's kind of what we're looking at with coaching. And what does that look like? Yep. Great. So, you know, we have limits on one side, affirmation on the other side. Uh, what do you think most, most organizations struggle with? One or the other? Limits or affirmation?
0: Uh, affirmation for sure. Mm-hmm. I think most. I mean, there's there's a few that, that are less, you know, and it probably actually depends on the size and maturity. Mm-hmm. So I would suspect a lot of smaller organizations, it's actually limits they struggle with versus with large, that. stodgy, old organizations have lots and lots of limits built up over many, many, many years um, without a lot of good affirmation. So it mm-hmm. depends a little on what your organization and is.
1: I would agree with you on that one. I think most organizations really do struggle with affirmation. And when they, you know, here's one of those things. If you need to affirm your team, also don't just say, hey, you're doing a good job or, hey, this is great. What is good? So as we affirm people, say, you know what? The way you handled that one customer, the way you empathized right, with her specific. and then was able to get close the sale, that's what people are looking for. So as we affirm, don't just say good or, hey, that was decent. No, dial into a specific detail about what they did because yeah. that's going to resonate.
0: Well, I think the other team. benefit, the other opportunity for leaders is not only to get into the specific thing they did, mm-hmm. but then tie that back to how that matters for both the mission and the goals of the company. Like you you closed that sale, which contributed to our revenue goal this Mm -hmm. month, right? Like that, that helps actually folks know you believe in the rocks or big goals, whatever you have. That helps people know mm-hmm. you're listening to the connections. Oh. Yeah. Coming
1: back to our football analogy, because here's the game and this is the score, and because I yep. you know, I only gained two yards, but it was third and one and we got a first down. Right. That was a big two yards. Right. Right. People get that. Exactly. And so Well good. Well hey, this concludes our three part series, you know, and basically what five traits is going to make your team succeed. And you know, the secret sauce, limits and affirmation. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm come back next week then we're going to be shifting here to a new method right
1: well c- kind of big unveiling big unveiling you know we're going to do uh we're just going to do the, uh Lencioni's new book i just had a brain phrase. the working genius the working genius i was thinking the six, six types things. It's six types of working <laughs> I was genius. say yeah. lentione's book <clears throat> the six things no it, it's the working genius book yep. comes out next week and uh we're just going to go through just like we did an unveiling of my yep. working genius we're gonna do the same thing with the book you know it's it, it, it'll be fun yeah so we'll,
0: look for it. it'll, it'll drop probably a couple of days after the book comes out mm-hmm. so we'll uh do our best to get it out as quickly as we can and and uh we're gonna read it as soon as we know. can get our hands on it and okay. So in, here we go.
1: In the meantime, hey, if you need a consultant who's going to go the extra mile for you and your team, hey, go to the consultantthecoach.com and look us up. And hey, uh, you know, reach out to us. We would love to talk to you. Sounds good. Good. Until next week. Take Thanks, care, guys. Everybody.